Hello and welcome to the retirement, I mean sorry, the Potters podcast and there's been a lot of talk this week, a lot of links, not a single one I'd take, but we're going to go through them all, we're going to go through a bit more of the stats base of our players, well only a few defenders this week, but we're going to go through it and we're going to get people excited about the new season with our linked players. The one thing that I always look forward to, Ian, is talking to you on a Sunday because you really boost my mood. You're so positive and I can hardly wait for the season to start to vindicate the way you're feeling. Well, let's hope. Let's hope I'm completely wrong, but I'm not. Right, so we've been linked with a few players this week. We'll go in with one. It's had not. I wouldn't say mixed reviews. It's gone down like a, you know, a lead balloon in the water, hasn't it, really? And that's Aidan Flint. They're apparently on the verge of signing. Yeah, the Sentinel have indicated it's going to happen. Um, for me, it means one thing, and that is that Harry Suter's not 100% ready to play again yet. And I think it means that Forrester and Taylor will probably go out on loan. I don't think he feels that they're sufficiently ready. So if that's the only reason we're getting in as cover, and also whatever we thought of, Danny Barton, Chester, they've gone. We do need some cover. Then I'll be okay. If we've got him as a um, a first team fixture, then I'm really disappointed. It's it it doesn't make people excited for the next upcoming season, does it, Andrew? When we're being linked to basically a player that Cardiff didn't want anymore. No, it doesn't. It, it, and it's not what we want. And I just think we've got to get used to um, shopping in an area that we haven't been doing for a long, long time and hoping that um, this is just a, a one-off. But I don't think it will be. Well, let's hope so. But let's go through with the other players. I mean, the one that I, t- I told you we weren't allowed to talk about last week in case it's happened. And the talk is it might be happening. Andy Carroll on a one-year deal. Yeah, um, we're not going to be playing through the middle of the pitch if Andy Carroll's up front, are we? Well, he won't be playing um, anyway, will he? So it doesn't really matter, to be honest. No, true. <laughs> again, again, if it's a short-term um, backup member of the squad, then OK. Uh, I can't believe that Stoke will pay him a huge amount because of his injury record. And he could come on and change the game. Um, if we're struggling or if we need somebody. He's not the same type of player as Stephen Fletcher, but he could be uh, somebody that we have a plan B with. But again, I'm not actually over the moon, if I'm being honest. So, Andrew, when you get your new shirt, are you going to go get Andy Carroll on the back? Uh, No, I'd rather have Andy Cap on the back of my shirt, and that's one that you probably won't get, but all the (laughs) listeners will. Um, No, I'm, um, I'm not... In fact, which of the three shirts, or are you having all the three shirts? Uh, the pink one, goalkeeper top. Is that what you're having? That's really? the one I'm having, yeah. And I might get the home gorgeous. one. I might get the home one as well. Might. Uh, you know, might. Why white? My might. Um, I, I might, because I'm seeing who comes in. Because of what I might... There might be a, a Gareth Bale coming in on a free transfer that might go get me... Go on, I'll go get an home top with Bale on the back. Because at the moment the players have been linked to, I've got to be honest, I'm more excited to just stick with Jacob Brown, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, I see that, you know, when we're talking about players that we thought might come, um, Jaden Philogene Bedace is, um, is either going to be sold cut price, it would appear, along with Keenan Davis, Bertrand Traore and a couple of others, 
or going to go on loan. It just de- depends whether Stoke think he's worth it, I guess, whether we'd be first in the queue. Well, no, because what we're after is a man who's over 38. That's what we want now. It's it's not about a matter of you know quality. What we want is either a player who does nobody else in the Championship wants or a player that can't stay fit for more than eight minutes or a player from Reading that we're going to move on to next called, I can't say his name, you have a go, Ange. You're the expert on Radio Stoke. You'll have to tell him his name because I've never heard of him, to be honest. Who? Um, the, the lad from Reading. I don't know. Right, I'm going to um, just be myself now. I haven't got a clue about him. So, he was that good when, when we played Reading. If he played, I can't even remember him. So, he'll fit in well, won't he? What a signing. I'll have a go at, I'll have a go at his name. R- R- it's remoter, isn't it? R- R- Remote, remote, something like that, yeah. You yeah. go, you well, go again. He isn't remote if we have him. Well, you just say his name again, Hans, because I didn't have a clue there. I think it's remoter. Right. What do you know about this player? Because I'll be brutally honest, I've never heard of him. All I know from a friend of mine who supports the team he's playing in at the moment is that he'll run all day and he would be good, he would fit into our team. That is all I've heard. And as I say, I can't remember ever seeing him play. I can't remember uh, anything about him. So, But that doesn't mean he isn't a good player. It just means that I can't remember him. It's going down well. I'm trying desperately here now. <laughs> I can give you his first name if you want, which is which is much easier to say. Yeah, let's go with that. Andy. Andy, right, Andy. Just, and just. He's a midfielder. I think he's got um, Zimbabwean heritage, but he's English, and he plays in the midfield. I think he's average height. Uh, I can't tell you any more about that other than that. Isn't that awful? Well, I'd, I'd like to know if, he, if he's a decent player, to be honest. I mean, I, I've watched Reading a few times. I mean, he's been there a while, hasn't he? Let's be honest. I've yeah. never heard of him. I, I did, I've never heard him play. I mean, seen him play. I've never I've never heard anything about him. I, to be honest, I thought he was a striker till I, I had a look and found out he was a midfielder. He played last season. I think he got one assist, and that's it, really. No connections played. I mean, what what's this kind of signing that we're making here? Well, we haven't made a signing of him yet. Well, and, um, it doesn't look think, good. I, I think I got my pronunciation wrong. I think it's Rinomota. Rinomota, right. Now, so we'll go with Rinomota. Right, we'll go with that. if we sign him and he's no good, Ian Rinomota. Yeah, I mean, everyone was excited because I think they got him confused with Minimota from um, Liverpool. <laughs> but, it, but it's not him. <laughs> it's, it's not him. Mm. He, he, they might want to keep him. At Reading, because I think it's all about cutting the wage bill with them. They're trying to reduce the wage bill, the wage bill too. We'll just have to see. I think he's been at Reading for seven years, if I'm being honest. And I, I think from memory, he got injured towards the end of March and uh, hasn't played since then. But that's just me from memory, from what my friend was saying to me. So we're not going to get uh, much knowledge about him, to be honest. I, I did a bit of research, but there was nothing there to be. For me to go, oh, he, he could fit in. He's not an oldie midfielder. He's not a calm. He's he's a good runner, basically. He uh, might full of good runners. Well, I mean, to be honest, he looks like a novice midfield to add to the bunch of the already type of midfield we already, already got. We need well, a I have to say, while we're talking about midfielders, I watched Jordan Thompson play the other day, and I saw a bit of him play today, and I thought he was outstanding. I thought he played really, really well for for his team, Northern Ireland. Yeah, he's a good player, Jordan Thompson. We know that anyway. 
he, he, he just need. I think he just needs a good run in in the team, doesn't he? A consistent playing, and he'll get used to his position. He can play anywhere. But anyway, yeah, Rinamo to that's that one covered. Um, yeah, but hang on a minute. You're talking about the midfield. What about the Welsh Wizard? Oh, Joe Allen. Um, still no news on him signing a new contract, and it's getting more and more likely that it's not going to happen. I think he's only and got, he got a, injured yesterday. And he got injured yesterday, obviously playing for the mighty Wales, as everyone's calling him now. What do we think on Joe? Is there any is there any concrete rumours that he's either going to get going or staying? You know what I mean. We, to me, well, I don't. I don't see what the never problem. Concrete, are they? But um, my personal belief is that when Wales qualified, there was more chance of him staying then, because obviously he'll be guaranteed first team football at Stoke, more or less. Um, now he's injured. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. Would it bother me whether he stayed or not? I think we have to replace him, obviously. But I, I, he's getting to the age now where I wouldn't mind if he went. To be honest. Um, I wouldn't mind him going because he's on a lot of money, which frees up a lot of money for wages. But with the players are being linked to it, I've, I've, I've just, I've got honestly, I've got no enthusiastic enthusiasm at all at this moment in time. I'm seeing the players are being linked to. None of them will get us in anywhere near playoffs or improve. We're actually getting worse, Ange, with these players are being linked to. And I know it's only links, but there's obviously been looking at them for the beta links in the first place because of that. Well, that's not necessarily true, Ian. I mean, uh, you know, what do agents do? They fling out names of people, so and so's looking at this player. Oh, well, a player that they're looking at, we might want. That's that's what agents do to try and jump, jump up business. Um, so I'm not sure too many people actually will be looking at Joe Allen. I think even less will be looking how he's injured. Well, uh, Joe Allen's in that category, isn't he, that he's on a lot of money, isn't he, which will put everybody off in the championship and there'll be nobody in the Premier League who'll be who will take him for that money either. He's on nearly fifty grand a week. No one's gonna pay him that. You know, he let's be honest, he's he only plays well for Wales. He hasn't really ripped up trees at Stoke, apart from that first six months when he played as a cab instead of Bojan. I wouldn't mind him going, but I don't trust this club to to replace him. And that's the reason why I probably would now. I think with the players we've been linked to, and the re and the reason we've been linked to these players, I've spoke to a, a high agent. Can't say his name because he'll sue me, and I don't. I haven't got that kind of money. And um, he's told me that every link comes from some kind of contact. It might even just be a phone call to see if he's available or whatever. But there's there's always a link. Now for the players that we've been linked to, I'd I'm, I'd keep him now. Because, you know, who do we want, whatever his name is, from Reading, do we want him in instead of Joe Allen? No, because it's, it's, we're going to get worse. We're going to regress rather than improve. You know, it, it comes down to common sense with signings. And, you know, Andy Carroll, what's what, what's he getting improving our team? Nothing. You know, Aiden... Yeah, I'd prefer us to go for somebody like Keenan Davis rather than Andy Carroll. But then, of course, you've got to pay a transfer fee. Well, that's the problem as well, isn't it? Because all of a sudden, the fourth richest technically club in England is now struggling to buy players which doesn't make any sense to me I've already said it. I'm, I'm starting to get really sick of it and you know I'm paying a lot of money to go and watch this club every year and what are we getting back free transfers and free bus travel we now I'm not well, doing great we haven't, we haven't signed anybody yet so let's just hope that this is all uh, agent talk. Let's still, yeah, let's hope it's paper talk. Because speaking of paper talk, there's been another signing which you don't, you, well, you feel could be an improvement to our squad, even though he's 46, isn't it? Um, ex Wolves defender 
I can't say his name again. You'll have to go with that. You'll have to tell us. Are you talking about Willie Bolly? That's the one. Willie Bolly has been heavily linked with Stoke by two or three people, one of which is uh, Johnny Potter, 87, Johnny Davis, who works at Prague, um, and he thinks that um, it's it's a, a deal that Stoke could, could get done. Now, if... Um, we do get him. I think he's probably a little bit better than I was expecting. You're not saying much at all at the moment. He was a good player. I'm not sitting here saying he, he isn't and all that kind of stuff. But again, it's for me, it's another player that's he's getting on the old side again, Hans, to be honest, isn't he? I mean, he's not a young whippersnapper. I know we need experience, but there's experience and experience. You know what I mean? Well, he's 31. Is he only 31? He's 31 and he's a centre-back. So... If you had the choice between playing him, playing, sorry, signing him or Aidan Flint, which would you sign? Well, to be honest, you've shot me there, Andrew. I thought he was about 37. Because <laughs> he's been around that long. If he's 31, that's not too bad on a free transfer. I mean, he, he has been a good player, hasn't he, to be fair. But is he left um, footed? I, I think he's competent. Um, I think he's better than some people that we've been linked with. But uh, we'll just have to... And he's quite a skillful defender, actually. He's consistent how he plays and he's got a good presence in both boxes. So for me, he'd be an okay signing if he was the right price and if he was, you know, if he wasn't too expensive wages wise. Well, I think he'll be expensive wages wise, won't he? Um, I think he's available for nothing, isn't he? I don't know, but, uh, you know, his his salary at Wolves was reported to be three and a half million a year, so. um, Oh, he's going to have to drop that. Well, he won't, he won't be won't be getting three and a half million a year at Stoke, will he? No, no, because we're skint. Right, so we move into another signing that, that I wouldn't mind this one, which is Nathan Byrne from Derby. Now he's just signed a new extension, anti on his contract, yeah. and yeah. it looks like this one's going to have to be a money deal to get over the line. But I feel Nathan Byrne, from what I've seen of, he would improve our defensive areas, wouldn't he? Especially at right back. Well, he's thirty as well. I know, I know he is, but he's, you know, he has been playing well. But Bolly hasn't well, been playing he, as well. He, he plays a wing back or right back, doesn't he? Yeah, you yeah. Know, um, so he could play either way. It depends what system we're going to play, really. And um, I think he's a competent, tidy player. He is. He's quick. He's, he's, you know, he can defend, which is an improvement. And if we can get him on the right price, I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to be a lot because of their, their administration situation. It's the best time to strike now because Derby, you know, basically in begging point now to try and get a new owner in. So, you know, strike while the iron's hot, you know what I mean? Let's get him in. If we can get him in cheap, get him in cheap because as soon as they, someone does take over, like I said with these players before, these talented young lads that are there, they're going to, they're going to double in price. Because the the owner doesn't need to make the money at that point because he's paid no. the debt off and all that situation has changed. I think he's he was their player of the season, wasn't he as well? Yeah, yeah, last season, yeah. So he'd be a good addition to Snow. That's the reason why I like this one, Ange, compared to other people, is I feel he's in form. And I've said this a couple of times on the podcast, into where you know we haven't been bringing in in form players which means they're full of confidence, they're ready to go, and they, I think they have a, a better impact in the squad because it can bring a feel-good attitude in as well because he has been playing. I know Derby have gone down, but let's be honest, if it wasn't for the point deduction, I think they would have finished fifth, wasn't he? Fourth or fifth. So yeah, they've had a, he's had a great season. But then, but then you, you, 
the longer the lack of takeover continues at Derby, uh, the more chance he's got of moving. Because you're not going to keep hanging around, are you? No, I mean, like I said, with a lot of their young lads and a lot of that team, I'm surprised Rooney's still there, to be honest, at this point. Because he's done an amazing job there, there's no question. If it wasn't Absolutely. for that second point deduction, he would have kept him up. I think he was only two points out of it, wanted until he got that second hit. Yeah. Um, I, feel, I feel we should be taking advantage of a lot of their younger players, though, for me. But it, like? It, like? Like I say, uh, Jason Knight, uh, Max Bird. A bit ever busy that right winger. There'll be other clubs higher up the food chain than us that are looking at them. But I, this is the thing, Andrew. I, I I can't accept this 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 higher up the food chain in in this club. I I can't understand how we're the fourth richest club technically. Well, I've got the fourth it richest. It doesn't matter. I, I know it doesn't well, matter. It, it doesn't matter how rich they are. It will not change until the FFP rules change, and the FFP rules won't change until they can get enough people to realise that, you know, there are some clubs that haven't got rich owners who are doing quite well recruitment-wise and know that if you just have to pay and pay and pay that eventually people will overtake you and they don't want it to happen. And that's why why some of the clubs want FFP. It's nothing at all to do with the state of the clubs. It's just because they can't afford to compete in those markets. And if we had poor owners, we'd be the same. Well, it is, yeah. It's it's the same. It's the same. Well, basically, what I believe FFP does, it keeps the rich teams rich and the poor teams poor and the middle teams middle. That's all it does. Because because the only way you can ever improve as a football team is by spending your way out of it, which is basically what Nottingham Forest does. I've I've had a look at their net spend over the last three years. Their their net spend's been way above Stokes, yeah. and probably the reason why they've gone up. But they they've had no either about FFP or anything like that. So for me. It seems to be a stigmatism that's hit Stoke for a long time, and you you know it, it's affected us deeply, really, isn't it? When we talk about FFP, you know, look at the rubbish we've been linked with this week. It's it's quite frustrating because the owners have said they won't spend, and I, and I just can't understand why they just don't. I, I mean, I understand you've got to be careful and you don't want do what we did the first time, but they keep saying they've learned from experience, so I don't understand why we just don't go for it. It's just an excuse for me. This FFP is just an excuse that we don't spend any money. You know, I'm sick of sitting at the ground now watching, you know, players that are just clearly not good enough for the division we're in. And we're having to sit there and replace them with free transfers, like other championship garbage. And I know it's really, it's really disappointing this week. I'm free, I'm really feeling down about the club. I hope people don't understand that I hate the club because I don't, but it. You know, when I see the players that we're being linked to, it with if we if we signed all them players, you know as well as I, I do, Ange, we're not going anywhere near the playoffs, are we? I think we will struggle um, to do so, but I, I never give up hope, and um, I would hope that people are still listening to this podcast because you're depressing the hell out of me, and now we're going to you're going to depress us even more because the goalie we thought we might go for is now going to Southampton, isn't he, for eleven million? Gavin Bazuni. Yeah, yep, he's going to Southampton. They've jumped on it and got straight in there. But Southampton have got a good record of doing this, haven't they? Where they bring good young players through by signing them for big fees and then improve them and sell them on. The only sort of one it didn't work with was Nathan Redmond. Yeah, I'm, I'm gutted about that because I thought we might have had a slim chance of getting him on loan for the season. But it's obviously fallen through. Southampton are going in early, aren't they? So, 
you know. But there, to me, to me, there's a really good goalkeeper that would improve us drastically. Not for a long-term option, but we don't want a long-term option because we've got Berge coming through. Ben Foster. Now, he's just been let go by Watford. He's got links to the club. He's always liked the club because we, we're the people who got him away from non-league football and turned him into a professional goalkeeper. We're crying out for someone like him, aren't we, in goal? I would like to see him at Stoke, to be honest. Not only is he a decent goalkeeper, he's also a decent bloke. It would just be a nice full circle if um, if he did come to Stoke. Then again, I, I just don't know what Stoke are going to do on the goalkeeping front. Um, I, th- I suspect we might just stay where we are. I'm Joe depressing me. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the other way round. You might, you know, I think it's just what's going to happen. <laughs> I think we're depressing each other. I don't think it's just me. I'm giving yeah. you a, a bit of hope and then you shoot it down with a machine gun. <laughs> and of course then, if, don't even get me thinking of last night's football because I thought, my God, Stoke are good compared to the England team last night, but that's another... Another podcast. Oh, that's another podcast. We don't we don't cover international football on here unless it's our players and we haven't got any in the England <laughs> squad anymore. Talk of another goalkeeper that's been released, would you take Jack Butland back as he's no. on the verge of release from Palace? That's a straight no. away no Ange. So you aren't impressed by Jack Butland retain? Uh, I just don't think um it would be a wise decision for Jack Butland to come back to Stoke. We um he didn't have the fondest memories when he left here and I just don't think he should come back for that reason because Things went bad for him, and he'll always think about that. What about you? At this moment in time, I would. We're in that situation, Ange. I mean, I don't trust Berzik. Bottom in a good enough, and Fielding's probably the best choice at this moment because he's not too old, and he's he's recently been a number one. So for me, it's, would you take Jack Butland on a one-year deal? I probably would at this moment in time because obviously my first choice would have been Bazuni. Second is Ben Foster, because I think it'd be a nice romantic end, like you said, where he comes back, does two years at Stoke or whatever, and then retires or whatever, or drops lower. I, f- I feel that we need a goalkeeper. I think it's desperate. I think the second half of last season proved that we needed a goalkeeper, because as soon as Davies left, Michael O'Neill himself didn't know who put him as number one, because he had Berger for a bit, then Bonham, then he went fielding for two games, didn't he? Then he went back to Bonham, then Berger went back in. So he obviously doesn't, he doesn't feel that he's confident with the three that we've got. So that shows even more to me that we need a keeper. You know, if if, if he'd stuck with Basic for the whole second half of the season, then I would have gone, yeah, all right, then fair enough. We've given him his bleeding notice now, and now he's, he can be given that opportunity to break in. You know, to not play him at all, I don't understand what's going on, Ange. So he's saying that we, he feels that Basic's going to be the number one. But doesn't play. I just think I really do think that uh, something will change over the summer, and I think Bursic will be the number one choice. Well, let's let's hope he's learned his lessons from last season and it's going to improve. But again, I'm just like we've been saying a lot over the last five six years. You know, hope can kill you. Right. So anybody else we've been linked to this week? I feel we were linked to somebody else. I can't say that I have taken much notice because I, I I firmly believe that all the work and all the talk that we're having now will be for future transfer windows. Most clubs have virtually sorted what they want before now and um, it's a matter of waiting for contracts to expire on the 30th of June and then, and then going for the best option you can get. 
The one thing that does make a difference, of course, is if you're looking at getting people back like Jaden Philogene and Bidace, then you have to wait until the parent clubs either can't sell them or decides that they're going to loan them out. I know John Joe Kenny, um, I was amazed that John Joe Kenny was um, going to leave Everton because he's rejected a new contract. But somebody like him, whatever his age, we're not going to be able to play, compete for the wages. See, that he'd be a real improvement to our team, he would. He was brilliant for yeah. Rangers on that loan spell. He'd really improve our right back because he can yeah. play but left then, back as well. Yeah, but then then you look at somebody like Jaden Philogene Bedace, they're going to want three, four million for him. They'll want more than that. They'll, 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 I know what Villa are doing because he spent a lot of money. They're going to, I mean, they're after Suarez now, aren't they? And you know, well, it, it, well that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, free transfer of Suarez. So. You know, when, when, well, that's what I mean, and when you just throw money at it, Villa did it, got promoted, and look where they yeah, are now. Yeah, we threw money at it in one transfer window under Mr. Rowett, and, and that's why we where we are now. Nearly 60 million in one transfer window. Yeah, but Villa, 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 Villa did Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the going forward, you look at the team going forward, and I just don't know whether he's going to play 3-5-2, whether he's going to play wing-backs, until we know what's it, I suppose he'll pick the system that suits the players, but I'm not sure he isn't thinking of a change. If you're talking about Andy Carroll coming in, then you're not going to be playing like we played last season, are you? No, no, because, I mean, yeah, but this is the thing, though, he's not going to play. <laughs> this is the thing he keeps saying to people. He's not going to play, Andy Carroll. He won't play, he won't be fit enough. So, he might come on with five minutes to go and score that trick. That'd cheer you up. Yeah, it would. It would, but it's not going to happen, is it, Ange? We're back in the real world. He's only scored five goals in the last six seasons or five seasons. He doesn't. He's finished. <laughs> we might as well get Sturridge back while we're at it, Ange. He's available. He's been let go by that Australian team after six appearances in a season. Let's get him back. Yeah, but you look at you look at players like Powell and you look at players like Baker, and for me, that's who we've got to build the team around, and. Anything else is, is, is not great. No, you're we, right. We must have two of the best uh, midfielders in the league with those two, mustn't we? If not the best two. Uh, no. We've got, well, we've got one, yeah, one of the best. I think Baker's shone, shone well. But, you know, there's a lot of good players at Norwich. Um, a lot of good players at who else came down? Um, who else did? Burnley. Watford. You know, Burnley got Brownhill. I think he's a very good player. Dynamic, good old midfield. There's someone we're crying out for, really. We're lacking quality, Andrew, aren't we? Let's be honest. We are, we are. But again, when you look at the team, if you're going to have Bursic in goal, you're obviously at this moment in time going to have Morgan Fox at fullback one side. I think he'll play Ben Wilmot at the other side at the moment, which isn't great for Ben Wilmot. And then in the centre of defence, you're going to have the uh, Yayelka, as he's now known, um, and somebody else. Um, Tymon's going to play, Baker's going to play, Powell's going to play, Brown's going to play, and of, the, of, of those, I think a lot of other clubs would be I'd quite happily put any of those, with the exception of maybe Fox, in your starting 11. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't want it to press everybody. <laughs> but I, I, no, but you see, I, I, I would. 
I mean, I, I wouldn't play well. I'd have Wilmot playing in his normal position. But Wilmot, there'd be a lot yeah. of other teams that would say those players would adequately get into any championship side. I agree. There's players at Stoke that there's other clubs would want. Harry Suter for definite. I think he's one of the best defenders in the league when he's fit, without question. Yeah. I think he's really moved on. And I feel that Taylor's the best young prospect at the championship at the moment. And I think yeah. Wilmot, if he plays right centre-back, where he played all that great football at the start of last season, will shine. I think if he plays... Because you've got to remember, he moved around more than anybody else last season, Ben Wilmot. Yeah, and you've also got... Tyrese Campbell is on his own fitness kick at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we can look at it, anyway. and we'll go, we'll go now into the more stats-based things. We'll look at where these key players are. We'll look first at the defenders, and we'll go straight in with Ben Wilmot, actually. This season, he made 38 appearances. Tackles per game was 1.5. Interceptions was 1.6. Fouls was 0.8, which is quite good. Offsides 0.4. If he had, I mean, to be honest, he shouldn't be getting. He should be getting 0.0 for there. Clearances 2.3 a game. Dribbling 0.7 a game. Blocks 0.4, which is quite bad really. And no own goals and an average rating, according to the stats base that I'm looking at here, um, 6.75 a game. So above average from Ben Wilmot. Well, clearances per game is 2.3. With a game which is not too bad, really, is it? Not too shabby, but no. but they don't shine out. You know what I mean? It's it's like interceptions one point six, which is again not too bad a game, but that's only one, one in a bit of an interception a game. So, you know, it's quite clear that he's been moved around a lot, aren't he? When you you look yeah, at the definitely. stats that are there, you know, he's played a lot of football for us in all competitions. Like I say, he's played thirty eight games. You know, we look at that there, 1.5 tackles made per game. That's not a lot, really. One tackle a game, or just under two tackles a game for a centre-back. You know, we've got to look at these stats, and it's quite frightening when you start looking at it. I mean, when we look at his offensive style, like I say, he's already played that. He scored one goal last season. He got three assists, which is really good, to be fair. Key passes was 0.4 a game. Dribbling... 0.5 successful dribbles and he was fouled 0.5 per game so do I take it from all this Ben Wilmot statifying that you're now back as his number one fan no I'm not coming back as his number one fan but what I'm saying is he's he's actually better offensively than he is defensively by his yeah, stats yeah, for yeah. the season yeah. so I mean we've looked there he's he's actually got one less assist than, tar- than time in this season yeah and he's been playing in a deeper centre-back role for most of them games. Yeah. So, you know, when he's getting fouled 0.5 a time, which, I mean, it's, it's hard to understand what that means, like, no, but what is it, half a foul? <laughs> Boy, yeah, you yeah, he, he, he over one leg. <laughs> but over there, but key positions he got in good places at times last season. So he had he had a good summary of shots and, and made, made 0.8 chances on target as well. For a centre-back, like, they're good reading. Well, so where are you playing him? So, from the looks of this, he needs to play up front. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you don't like him, Andy. He's out of position. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's why he's not doing good. But seriously, you're going to have Fox as, 
Especially the other fullback, aren't you? Not with the stats, stats that have gone here. I mean, we'll quickly go into Josh time, and this is the difference now. So he played 48 games, which is, you know, 10 more than Ben Wilmot last season. Goals, he had three in the season, four assists, and passing percentage is quite high. There was 73.1 over the season average. So Ariel's won is 0.9, so he's not very good in the air. And man of the match, he only got four times, and his average rating was 6.45. So how he's got people who have been loving time in this season, I, I don't really get it, to be honest, Dan. Well, I mean, you don't like him, full stop. I'm not you saying I don't him. like him, I'm just looking at the stats there. I mean, you look there, he's got three goals, you know, only two more than Ben Wilmot, and he got one more assist. Yeah, he blows hot and cold, I'll give you that, and I think this is a pivotal season for him, and if Rangers had have been offering £5 million for him, I probably would have taken it, but I think that was paper talk. Yeah, it is, it's got, well, well, I think we all know it's paper talk, well, Rangers have pretty much said it is paper talk, haven't they? I mean, when we look at his defensive stats, you know, 1.2 tackles per game, successful, interceptions 0.8, fouls 1 per game, um, offsides... 0.2, so he's never offside, I'll give him that. And clearances. He's not a Fletcher then, is he? No, he's not a Fletcher, and clearances are 1.3 a game. So, yeah, dribble, successful dribbles and quite shot by, because that's 0.5 a game. Well, while you're talking about players and, you know, uh, people that we haven't spoken about yet, DiMaggio Wright Phillips. I think he needs to go out on loan personally. I, I don't think he's. Um, I don't think he fits too much in the formation we'll be playing. If if we're gonna if we're gonna play a three five two, which I think we will, um, I think his options are limited then because all he can be is a central striker, and um, I would loan him out. Well, I mean, yeah. To be honest, I said. You know, when we were doing the whole squad rotation system, that I think he would. I mean, in all competitions, he's played ten games. He's got one goal, no assists, no yellow cards, no red. He's he's passing percentage is quite high, to be fair, seventy eight point eight, which is a good average. Ariel's won somehow. He's got zero point four, so he must have won at least one in those ten games, and his average rating is four is six point four six. So. Defensively, there's nothing there to really speak about, but offensively, there's a bit of a worry there. I mean, you know, dribble successful is 0.8. He's been fouled, you know, 0.9 as well. So you look at that, he he, he ain't ready, is he? When we look at it, he just isn't ready for that move up, is he? He does need a loan. I don't think he is, no. Yeah, he he does need a loan. Uh, And, you know, when you're going about Morgan Fox and how, how well he's been playing, I mean... To be fair, it's quite frightening. I mean, this season he's he's only made twelve games, and in that space of those twelve whole ga- twelve games, most of them were substitute appearances as well. Nine of them, he got one yellow card, one red card. Percentage passing is seven point five, and aerials one is zero point three, and his average rating is four point nine eight, which is quite worrying. Really, you're doing a really good job of depressing me today. Well, I'm just saying, we, we said we'd cover through some of the player, key players that we were talking about who could play in these positions, and I don't think they're good enough, Angie. I've said it so many times about Morgan Fox, and his stats say it there that the amounts of time he has played, he hasn't played much, and he's had a red card and a yellow card and done nothing. 
Yeah. Well, I'm now going to hopefully cheer you up a little bit. Right. Well, what's this? Bale's uh, signed. No, I'm. I'm just going to say that when you talk about maybe getting another goalkeeper, right? And we know our our favourite's gone to is going to go to Southampton. I saw a goalkeeper linked with a loan to Middlesbrough this week, and I thought, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind him. Did you see who it was? No, I didn't. Tom Heaton. Tom Heaton. Now, I would take Tom Heaton. But saying that, he's well, got injury problems, hasn't he? Yeah, but I, I would take him in a heartbeat, because at one point he was doing really, really well. But well, that, that's me now just waxing lyrical and going back to goalkeepers which I don't think we're going to do anyway so sorry about that no well I, I mean we could talk about whatever now really it's, it's the end of the season and we're, we're, we're all going mental not seeing football aren't we let's be honest but Tom Eaton you know he hasn't played for the first team he got that bad injury didn't he at Burnley and it's it's a similar story to Jack Butlin really isn't it with Tom Eaton because he was he was getting in the England team and it was a, it was a straight shootout wasn't it at the time between Pickford, Butland and Heaton at that yeah. point, to be the next England number one, Heaton got an injury, Butland got an injury, so Pickford by default became the New England keeper. Yeah, and that's how it's ended up working out, really. And it's worked out well for him. He got a move to Everton, and he's you know played in a European Cup final, a World Cup semi final. It's worked out for him. But when you look at Jack Butland and how it's how it's gone wrong for him, have have you ever yeah. seen a goalkeeper crumble away from being you know you know most highly rated goalkeeper in Europe to going to where he he's gone to being no, back up at Palace absolutely not absolutely not it's um, it's it's just for me it's it's sad to see actually it, it is a bit it's it's not nice is it when you look at that you know the drop off that he's had and now and now we'll look at the goalkeepers so right we'll go into the stats for goalkeeping wise so right we'll move into Jack Bonham, right, he's played 16 games this season. No yellow cards, no nothing. Passing from the back is 5-1.9. Aerials 1-0.2. Let's be honest, he, should be, he shouldn't be winning them. He did get one of the man of the match. I can't remember what that was. And his rating's 5.59. So it's not looking great for him either, really, is it, is it as, as goalkeeper? So I think goalkeeping position is a big problem, Ange. From what I'm looking at here, stats-wise... You know, we're not... Bonham isn't good enough, is he? He's, for me, he's not. But I, I did think that when he played and then he, at the end of the season when he was replaced for those last three games, I thought he looked far more secure than, than Bursic. Now, that could have been because Bursic hadn't played and Bursic's played for England and, of course, they've qualified. So, um, I think Bursic will be the number one choice. Well, that's what it means. So we go to Basic. He's had twenty appearances this season. He's he's not got any outside of the box um, action. Six yard box is zero as well. Penalty area, which obviously wasn't going to do. And his average rating is six point two one. So again, that's a lot of games though, Ange, compared to Bonham as well. And he's yeah. not much better, really. Yeah. Offensively. He's, he's, he's zero pretty much in everything on offensively as well. No assists, no forward passing momentum. Key key passing is zero. No dribbling, which is obviously a goalkeeper. But it's not looking... To be honest, it's got to be priority, Auntie. I know the club are on about saying that they'll stick with Bersic and give him that go. But I, I think they will stick with Bersic. I don't think it is a priority for the club. 
I think the priority is obviously to to get a central defender in to to replace the, the Chester and Bat that have gone, and I do think it'll be Flint. I think it'll be announced in the next few days. Well, if it's Flint, I'm disappointed, and and what what's happened to Liam Moore? Because somebody asked me that this week about Liam Moore. Liam what? Moore was never going to come to Stoke full time because of his wages. Stoke, Stoke just wanted Ince out of the way, and of course Ince hasn't got a club at the moment. Um, and, and I don't, don't don't think that'll be resurrected. And to be honest, I didn't think it was such a he was such a great player. He was solid, but um, you know if 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 we do have Flint and we've got Jags and then Suter comes in eventually, you have to say that at some point we should score a goal from a corner. Because they're all people that can head the ball. Well, true, yeah. Because I mean, Flint. Uh, I should have got Flint stats up, really, but he, he hasn't played. He wasn't playing much last season for Cardiff, was he? From what I remember, yeah. this yeah. it's come out of nowhere. This signing, hasn't it? I mean, I think it'll happen. It's it's gone too far. It will happen. It will happen. It's it's clearly gone too far to not happen, hasn't it? Really, to be honest. But, you know, you, you keep saying you don't understand about financial fair play, which I know you do, and I know you find it frustrating, the same as we do. But would you, at this moment in time, swap places with a Derby County fan? Yeah, I, I, the reason why I'm frustrated, Andrew, and I, I really want to get deep into this, because people are asking me what the hell's going on. My dad, my, you, you don't have a conversation with Dad. He's absolutely fuming here. So he, he wants them gone tomorrow, he does. But... For me, what's frustrating, like, every, uh, there's been a few people who've done that comparison and gone, would you rather be a Derby? The difference is, we're not going to be a Derby. The reason we're not going to be a Derby is Mal Morris had no business. The only money he had was from selling his business. Now, for him, when he put, when that debt got too high, he couldn't afford to pay it without near enough bankrupting himself. Now, Stoke are in a completely different world from Mal Morris. We're in the worlds of the elite Premier League clubs when it comes down to finances. Now, if we were hit with a nine-point deduction, it wouldn't really affect Stoke, would it? Because we, we, we would, we, you know what I mean? We'd never fall into administration. So how it would hit us is the same as a big club. Do you remember when Chelsea got, got, couldn't buy a player for a season? Yeah. The transfer stopped. That's what would happen to Stoke because they couldn't give us a point deduction because we're not going to go into administration because we've got owners that have just stopped the debt anyway by putting that debt into Bet365 accounts and it's gone probably, depending on how much the debt is, a month. Could Well, if, it, if it's six million, it'd be a day and that, that debt would be gone. That's the difference, Ange. So I don't understand why... Why we aren't going? I, I understand FFP is a problem and we've got to follow it, but no one else is. So why are we following it? You know, well, look. there are other clubs following FL, FFP because they have to, and unfortunately, we nearly um, got caught out and very quickly some skillful manoeuvring with the training ground, etc. We've managed to live to fight another day, but I've no doubt. No doubt at all that we're being watched like a hawk now. Absolutely. And uh, there is a situation now brewing not far down the road where Derby might not even be able to start the season. Because, no, you know, people aren't going to carry on. Um, the administrators are, are now not going to carry on doing all this for nothing. I mean, 
Um, you've, you've got, I think it was about four hours ago, the the EFL told the administrators that uh, that Kirchner bloke hadn't bought the club. That Kirchner so, bloke. Eh? <laughs> the way you said that then, that Kirchner bloke. <laughs> yeah, well, that bloke. Very stoky. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you've got to be, if you're a Derby fan, and I know this podcast about us, but I'm just trying to tell you that there's people worse off than us. You've got to be so concerned if you're a Derby fan because there's delay and delay on yeah, the Yeah, it is. It's not nice. And, 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 but, but look, at some point, the integrity of the fixtures next year are, are going to be uh, looked at because, what is it, less than two weeks? Yeah. It's yeah. less than two weeks now before we get the fixtures. So... You, you, you've got to think that at some point, who's going to pay these players? And are you going to there sit there as a derby player and think, well, I'll just wait because somebody will buy us eventually? You're not. Yeah, I, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of them, isn't it, with Derby? Like, I, I feel for Derby fans. I do. I, I'm I personally, I don't like them as a club. I, I had a, a very annoying fan when I was very, well, when I was in my teens that used to wind me up every day about them getting promoted, and then I left that job before they had that Premier League worst ever season. But it's heartbreaking for them, and it would be in our position, but we would never get in that position, would we, Anne? Well, you'd like to think no, you'd like to think not. But bear in mind, no, just, um, again, I'm completely changing things to try and make us a bit happier. Um, you, you've you not decided which kit you're buying, have you? You've no. got the pinky number. I've got the pinky and number, you think yeah. you might buy, what's the other one you might the home, buy? The home top, I do like the home well, top. Well, you know why... Um, there's more talk about third kits this season, don't you? Have you heard about why more clubs are talking about the third kit this season? To try and sell more shares to make more money. Well, you are such a philistine thinking that. I mean, you know, the business model of Ian, really. How, anyway. <laughs> what, they, what they're talking about now is that um, there are people who are colour blind who can't differentiate between the kits worn by both teams. So if there's a clash for colour blindness that you and I wouldn't notice, well you would, I wouldn't, right? You can now wear your away third kit. So that's why you can mix and match your shorts and your socks. And uh, the EFL are now probably gonna tell people, well this week you need to wear that because some colour blind person, which must be horrible by the way, can't what can't see what you're playing in. So don't think when Stoke go to an away match or a home match this season, they might always be playing in the white shorts and the socks. They might have to sometimes change. I think it's really great that um, people that have got a, a, an eye problem can actually know. It must be horrendous. In fact, it might not be horrendous if you're watching Stoke, if you think perhaps it's the other team of the ball. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it must be horrible trying to watch a football match and, and not knowing... Um, who, who it is because you can't see the colours and of course then uh, the additional thing we've got this year is we've got seven subs yeah that's coming aren't it now seven subs uh, um, why <laughs> well um, I think it's to do um, a couple of things to do with one it makes life uh, easier in terms of injuries and head injuries but the, um, you've got three opportunities haven't you to, to, to make the substitutions uh, and one at, ha- one at half time and uh, um, you can make one or more substitutions at any of those opportunities so you can't for example just think oh I'll change five players at this moment in time 
Um, there are certain times when you can um, when you can put them on the pitch. It's a bit. What's wrong with the old system? I don't get it, Alex. To be honest, I, I understand that it's, we we haven't got as many or have we got as many games? Because this season's the no, it's fan- just the same number of games this season. Well, it is, but it, it's, 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 there's going to be a big break halfway through, isn't it, because of the World in Cup? In November, there's going to be a break, yeah. Yeah, and then we kick back in, and it's, this is going to be the first time we're going to have proper summer football, isn't it, this season? Well, if, if we have a proper summer. Well, you know what I mean. We're going to be yeah. playing, it's going to be a longer season, isn't it? So, I understand why there's going to be more subs this year. I mean, it, it makes sense. I like the old system. I, I, I don't get it a lot of the time. But this season, they're going to have to because they've got to keep people fit, fresh. Because, you know, halfway through the season, interna- non-internationals are going to have a nice time. They're going to have, a, a what, two, three-month break. And then players like Joe Allen, who are going to go off and play. In, which, again, plays in the hands of, do we want to keep him anyway, really, because of that? Because these players are going to be come back have what a week two weeks they're going to have to start playing football again yeah but you're talking you're not just talking about Joe Allen there you're talking about uh, Jake and Brown 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 and you're talking about Jordan Thompson 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 and you're talking about Joe Bursick so it's not just Allen that's um, playing football at the moment the other players have played all through this summer and probably uh, will be going and playing Again, when we're expecting us to have a break, there'll be players away playing. Well, I don't think Scotland and Northern Ireland qualified for the World Cup, have they? Well, that's irrelevant, isn't it? They'll still be they, they'll still be playing matches, won't they? Well, they'll be playing. No, what, what I'm saying is, that a couple of weeks before the tournament starts, right? You, you're going to have some country somewhere wanting a warm-up game against maybe Ireland or Scotland. Aren't you? Because that's what happens. Yeah, that's there's going to be, yeah, be friendly put this games. National yeah. league, they put this Nations League on uh, to try and stop friendlies. But when you've not been together, like how many matches have England got before the World Cup now? Three? Yeah. If you get a chance, some South American company country comes along and says, do you fancy a warm-up? You're going to have one, aren't you? Well, yeah, we, we do do all this. Well, we've got to got to get used to Qatar weather, haven't we? Cause, I mean, I've been Qatar, to be honest. And how you, and how you how you can hold a World Cup there? I have no idea. It's just one city. There's, there's nothing else there. It's just sand and a city. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, the stadiums will be lovely, and they'll have lots of blowers blowing around, blowing clouds over and stuff. But um, I do, I do wonder at the um, why they're doing it there. But you could turn around and say, you know, playing it at. Uh, high altitude in certain countries and playing in certain South American countries in a hot temperature I, I don't think I don't think it was the right decision um, for all sorts of reasons not just for football reasons but for the way people are looked after in those countries too but then we could go down the same route when you're talking about this new golf thing that's come on um, money will always win in professional sport yeah it's all, it wins in every life it's not just sports it's everything really but to be honest, there is something I realised with the Qatar World Cup. I think it could be the best one going, you know. And the reason why I think it could be the best one going is because everybody's going to be in the same place. Yeah. Which is going to be different from all the other World Cups because, of course, like, you know, Russia, it was all over the place, wasn't it? Different stadiums, different parts of the countries. And it's the same 
with Brazil, you know, the, the, the stadiums are all over the place, but with Qatar, they're all in Qatar. So yeah. you're going to have six, maybe seven, well, five, six stadiums, I think it is, but it's all going to be in the same city. So everybody's going to be united at that point. You're going to have England fans there. You're going to have not Scotland fans. You're going to have not not Irish fans, but you're going to have Wales fans. You're going to have the Brazil fans there. It'll be, it's going to be a good time. To be honest, this is the first time I've been tempted to actually go on, you know, to Qatar and try mop up the atmosphere. Because, you know, you're going to be walking down the road. There's going to be Brazilians. There's going to be Argentinians. There's going to be Chile. I think they've qualified as well. We might see... Or local lad who plays for Chile, uh, Diaz. Um, I think it's going to be a great, a great, a great one. This one, if you're there, if you know what I mean. For every other, there's a lot of other reason why it isn't going to be one. You know the human rights record there and and everything else that's going on. But I think if you went, I think it'd be a real party atmosphere in one city because it's going to be the first time ever where all this football is playing in one place. So it's going to be a yeah, carnival atmosphere. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle um, the fan zones and drinking. But I'm sure they'll um, they'll be a little bit more tolerant than perhaps they they would have been in the past. But uh, we've digressed a bit, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We got 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 obsessed with the World Cup. But anyway, getting back to it, yes. So the rest time is going to be important, isn't it? When it comes down to it, and it, you know, there's going to be a three months in there, and then they're going to have to kick back into the season after the World Cup's ended. And I think this is the first time that's ever happened. So there is more opportunity for substitutes in to come into it. Yeah, um, I just wonder um, whether we'll have use more of our youngsters on the bench. Do you, do you think that? Well, we're going to have to, aren't we? We're going to have to start rotating. It depends on who we bring in. I, I keep saying it, it. I think that squad isn't ready. It needs a lot of adjustments. And I said to you then to last, last week when we said how many players did... Do we think we need? Have we had any responses from that, by the way, as well? Uh, we've had several responses, all with the same um, number. Uh, 14. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in my book, then. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need an yeah, entire I new squad. I thought you sent them all in from different numbers. <laughs> uh, you know, I, um, I just thought, oh, this is you having a laugh. But 14. So... Anything between 1 and 14 we have at the moment. Yeah, it, it's true though, isn't it? A lot of players have got to come in. So these players that we might be looking at now going, oh God, Eden Flint and that lad from Reading, can't say he's Andy, was it? Andy, wasn't he? You know, these players might be just the, you know, the first five that play now and again, just to bolt the squad up. You know, there might be five or six that could come in and be really impressive signings. That's the thing I'm hoping. I'm hoping that there's going to be four or five that are going to come in who are going to be first-choice players that we're all going to go, oh, we could make a difference. And that's what we've got to hope on, isn't it? We've just got to, these ones like Eden Flint that will happen. He's just coming in to be a backup. Yeah, well, that's what we're hoping he's going to come in to be a backup. Well, he can't be first-choice, can he? If he's not good enough for Cardiff, he's not good enough for us, is he? Simple as that. No. The fans won't to take it anymore. Right, so it's wrap-up time, Ange. It's been a, a bit of a all-over-the-one, especially the World Cup. That digressed as well away, that did, didn't it? We all got excited about being well, Qatar. let's be honest. I mean, um, you'd, you'd upset me so much that I thought, well, we've got to have so much here, but at least it won't be raining in the World Cup. True. There you go. Everybody get excited for the World Cup. Not next season, but the World Cup <laughs> is what 
it's it come along. Do get excited. I think I think there's going to be a couple of rabbits pulled out. I know it's a bit downbeat at the moment, but I truly believe there will be four or five signs that we go, hmm, that's their good. And that's me really praying on a star there, hands up, can't be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's another one done and covered well. We didn't put a question in this week, we will next week. We will be more stats-based. We're going to go all around the squad, but we decided to spread it out over the pre-season to keep things interesting. We'll let you know on all the transfer news. If you want to know anything that comes up, then just go on the Potters Podcast page. Also, if you want to know a little bit more and get involved a little bit more, make sure you put yourself on the Facebook group page, which is the Potters. Just add and answer the question and jobs are done. Make sure you follow off your favorite podcast platform. We're on them all of them. Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are on iTunes, if you can give us a five-star review, it means a lot. So thanks for listening. Ta-ra. All the best.